Welcome to Lacrosse Classified on the LAX All-Stars Podcast Network, presented by Extreme Threads. Your home for the latest news from the National Lacrosse League and Indoor Lacrosse. Now, let's talk some lacrosse with your hosts, Jake Elliott and Evan Schemenauer. All right, lacrosse fans, you heard the man. It's time once again for Extreme Threads Lacrosse Classified. Right here on the Laxell Stars Podcast Network, where we grow the game one podcast at a time. Thanks for joining us. It's Evan Schemenauer and Jake Elliott with you. I am the latter, Evan. Let's get you in right off the top. Divisional finals in the books and a couple of good lacrosse games over the weekend. Yeah, and a, and a massive surprise in the first one, just how much the goaltenders dominated the second one, actually. How much the goaltenders dominated, although not as crazy as the first. And as much as people hated that first game for as low scoring as it was, I loved it. I yeah, absolutely loved it. Who's hating because it? Who was hating it? Every goal was that critical at that stage because you knew there weren't too many more coming out. Yeah, that well, point. we're gonna we're gonna do. Who was hating that game, Evan? Who was hating on that game? I need to have a word with them. Oh, I saw people on social media. It's like, when's the when's the scoring coming? Like, well, mm. enjoy what you got here. I mean, these two goaltenders are putting on a performance of a lifetime here. People and social media. Why don't we talk about that right off the top here, Evan? Before we get into those two games, I know uh, some people going pretty hard at your boy Nikki Rose. Uh, just kidding, Nick Rose uh, on social media, kind of calling for his head, asking why he started every game, and the guy never moves. Uh, you fired back at a couple of people on social media. I, I don't, you know, like, listen, there's people out there last year, this year, that have been calling for Dylan Ward to be traded or cut from the Colorado Mammoth as well. So I think you gotta, I think you got to kind of take those kind of people uh, at a grain of salt, but... It was more than just one comment. Do you want to kind of air your mind out here a little bit on this? Yeah, when I started seeing this, it was like they're blaming Nick Rose for the loss. They're blaming Nick Rose for not winning a championship. And I'm sitting here thinking, the guy had an 804 save percentage in that division final. Most nights, that's more than enough to win the game. And it just happened to be that the goaltender on the other end was a lot better. And it wasn't on Nick Rose, guys. It's on a one-dimensional offense that relies on the long shot for everything. And that's really what it comes down to in Toronto. If you think that getting rid of Nick Crows is going to solve your problems, you're kidding yourself. Yeah, I, That I'm, guy's one of the best five goaltenders in the league. And who are you going to get? Like, There's more than half the teams in the league that would gladly pick up the phone if Toronto ever wanted to get rid of him. Yeah, and, and I, think, I think Rosie takes a lot of heat for his style of goaltending. But, I mean, the, the man is a master at his angles. He's very efficient in what he does. And don't kid yourself. Like, Nick Rose is very athletic when it comes to having to make desperation saves. But because he is such a big guy and so technically sound in his angles, he doesn't put himself in bad positions where he needs to make desperation saves all that often. But when, you know, one guy picks a corner on him and he doesn't move, it's because he thinks that corner's not open. And if it is open, he's going to have to hit it on almost perfectly to get it by me. And usually... That's the case, and and I think 
you know, with Toronto, they've been pretty spoiled there in goal for a long time with Bob Watson. But Nick Rose, I would say he had one poor game this year, and it was down in Georgia, if I'm not mistaken, where he got chased out of that game. He was in he gave Toronto a chance to win pretty much every game this season and those one goal game remember all the one goal games that Toronto won this year you need your goaltender to make some pretty key stops for you and, and you're right i think a lot of teams if not all teams would be happy to take 66 onto their roster uh to put in goal but you're right i don't think uh the owner and general manager there in Toronto, Jamie Dowick, is going to be too happy with the way things came to a close for the Rock, and uh, he'll be motivated to make his team better. We will uh, we will talk about that game in a second, but let's get back to that Calgary-Colorado game. Oh, by the way, uh, we will have a couple of guests on the podcast this week, Evan Sheminar. I know you know who they are, but let's let the fans know who they are. From the Calgary Roughnecks, the man I like to call the natural out of Victoria, British Columbia, Jesse King will make his debut here on Lacrosse Classified. And then we will go across the continent to Banditland and talk to one Dane Smith uh, about half an hour, 35 minutes from now. And here's an interesting thing. We were having this discussion this weekend about who's going to potentially be on Team Canada. We didn't get to the defense yet, but we're talking... Goaltenders who we're pretty sure what we, we know who's going to be on the Vance, team. Vance, Del Bianco, Ward, are you going to be your three goaltenders? Right. But at forward, we could have two guests on the show today that are on Team Canada. I think Smith is pretty much a lock, and King might make his way onto that roster. Well, you look at the lefties for Team Canada, and he's making my team. Like I, He's on my team. Matthews, Adam Jones, Jesse King are making my team. And Dane Doby. And Dane Doby, yes. But that, you know what? Like, Dane Doby, for whatever reason, has never gotten a legit shot with Team Canada. And I think it's just, you know, the whole kind of persona. He's out of shape, and he doesn't really look the part. This guy wins lacrosse games, and he puts up points. And coming off an MVP season in the National Lacrosse League, it would take some real stones to leave Dane Doby off the Canadian roster heading into the World Championships in his backyard, by the way, where he coaches Junior A lacrosse in Langley. So uh, it'd be interesting to see. But uh, Jesse King, Dane Smith, definitely on my Team Canada roster and absolutely on the podcast here coming up. Uh, but it's time now to get into who we had, presented by Stampede Tech and Western Wear, your complete sorts for boots, hats, belts, jeans, and anything country. If you didn't actually go back and see those uh, fabulous photos I took there out at Stampede Tech and Western Wear with my cowboy getup, uh, get on my Instagram, get on the Twitter feed, at PXP for Sports. You can check them out uh, still. Uh, getting rave reviews for those photos, Evan. Uh, a lot of people seem that uh, I should maybe just go with that look on a permanent basis. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're in Saskatchewan, actually, it might make let you uh, fit in a bit better here. You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> just saying. Well, yeah, I mean, that's true. Uh, the Cloverdale Rodeo, by the way, is coming up uh, this weekend. So if you're located out here in BC, where I know a lot of our listeners are, uh, make sure if you're heading out to the rodeo, stop by Stampede Tack and Western Wear. You can pick up yourself a new uh, new hat, maybe some new boots, or some jeans to look uh, spiffy. Heading, I don't know if spiffy is a use that country folk use, but you can look good 
heading to the rodeo out there in Cloverdale. Uh, if you stop by our friends at Stampede Tack in Western Wear, or you can shop online where shopping online is still shopping local. How about that segue right there, Evan Schemenauer? Okay, let's get into it. Uh, divisional finals. It was Colorado, as you will remember. They beat Saskatchewan in overtime in Sass to punch their ticket. Calgary got past San Diego down in SoCal, and they get to host this game because they are the highest seed left in the West. And I think the home crowd helped the Calgary Roughnecks. This was just a berserk game, Evan. As you mentioned, 2 nothing Calgary at halftime. Uh Dixon and Dobie were good. Del Bianco was absolutely exceptional. And the Calgary Roughnecks only need eight goals to win this lacrosse game because Colorado only manufactured four. Calgary off to the NLL finals, 8-4 your final over the Mammoth. And thanks to Graham Pirro, we were going back and forth with him all night because he's got a, this amazing database that can pull up stats like crazy. This game tied or broke so many NLL records. It was unbelievable. First off, longest scoreless playoff game in NLL history. It took them 20 minutes and 47 seconds to get the first goal. And that actually might be, we didn't ask him if it was an all-time record, but definitely for playoffs it is. It tied the record for the lowest scoring game in NLL history. It broke the record for the lowest scoring half. And, and to think about it, we were nine seconds away from a one nothing half time, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I would love to find out if Graham could figure this out, but this might even broke the record for the best save percentage by a losing goaltender. Dylan Ward was .852, and this is the interesting thing. Last week on the show, I said for Colorado to have a chance. Dylan Ward's going to have to have an 850 save percentage. I never thought in the, my wildest dreams that he could go 852 and lose. But that's just how poor this Colorado offense is at times. But, I mean, you've got to give it up to Ward. And I really feel sorry for him because he's put up so many of these performances all year long. And the offense just can't do it for him. And it's sad, but it's true. Um, but, I mean, you know, Christian Del Bianco – what can you say? The kid, you know, 9.22 is a save percentage on a night in a division final. That's, nerves of steel. That's crazy. And he had to be. Yeah. You know, uh, Calgary's definitely going to have to play a lot better offense against Buffalo because they're going to be facing another goaltender just as good as Dylan Ward, if not better. And they're going to have to start to manufacture some offense. The only offense they manufactured all, all night was man up goals. Yeah. They were 5 for 5 on the power play and they got one on a delayed penalty. Yeah. So that tells you just how critical this uh, the man up was for them because they only got two goals even strength all night. And you know finally the one thing I have to say is we've been complaining about the three stars all season. Finally they put the two goaltenders as the top two stars of the game. Thank you. Well, yeah, somebody somebody <laughs> must obvious. somebody must have been listening to Lacrosse Classified and, and heard our little rant about three stars and was actually paying attention and and uh, definitely made the right selections. But I mean, it's almost a no brainer in an eight four game if your goaltenders aren't factoring into the three stars. Uh, you should be looking for a different line of work. And you're right, Dylan Ward's never going to throw his offense under the bus, and and it's got to be pretty frustrating for him to. To play like that and just not get the run support. Um, and you re- you remember, like, Dylan Ward did not play summer ball last summer 
And I think, you know, kind of got out of the gates a little bit slow and just got better and better as the year went along. I'm going to be real interested to see what Dylan does this summer. Um, you know, PLL is out there. Uh, his six nations chief. with the outlaws. Yeah. So, not mistaken. Yeah. So, I mean, world championships in September for him to not play any box lacrosse this summer. I mean, I don't, I think Matt Vince is, is going to get the Yeoman share of starts here for Canada, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think he should play a little bit of summer lacrosse. Uh, Del Bianco will be suiting up for the Coquitlam Adnax in the WLA, and and uh, I think those are going to be your three goaltenders there. But you're right. It's Colorado uh, season comes to a close, Evan, and some work to do for Pat Coyle uh, offensively. I think their defense is is you know got to be ranked one of the best in the league. They continually hold teams right around ten goals, and a lot of that has to do with Dylan Ward. But you got to give the defense some credit as well. I thought their transition game dropped off significantly this season, and their offense just, you know, disappeared, especially with the trade of Ryan Benash and the injury to Eli there for a couple of games. Uh, you could really see it's just not enough there. So I would expect them to, to go looking for offense uh, in the offseason through maybe some trades, uh, some some free agents, and, and for sure probably in the, in the upcoming draft. So... Uh, and of course, they're going to have to, you know, figure out who they want to protect there before the expansion draft rolls around as well. So eight four, the final Roughnecks they punch their tickets and they will host Game Two of the NLL Finals. And on the other side, it was Toronto. We both had Calgary in that game, if I'm not mistaken, right, Evan? That's correct. Yes. Uh, so then it was Toronto at Buffalo Saturday night down there in Banditland. And a lot of talk uh, leading up to this game, Evan. You saw some some video clips, you know, Josh Byrne and the boys. Uh, we hate them. They hate us. We know it. They know it. And that's okay. Um, two teams that do not like each other very much. Uh, I don't think that changed at all after this playoff game. But uh, Matt Vince, once again, holds a team to under 10. This time he holds the Rock to 8. No goals out of Hellier or Schreiber or Dan Craig, for that matter. Uh, Adam Jones showed up to play for the Rock offensively, but not much more than that. It was really the second quarter for the Bandits that kind of spelled the end here for Toronto. 4-1 in that second quarter, and Toronto just never really able to recover. Bandits only get 12, and another spread out you know, effort here by the Bandits. Nobody more than five points. Evans, Smith... Uh, Corey Small with a hat trick, Priola with four assists, but uh, they just get it done by committee. Do the Bandits? Uh, they beat Toronto twelve to eight, so it's going to be Calgary and the Bandits in the finals. And that's what makes Buffalo so dangerous: is that they've got all these guys out there that any one of them can score at any time. You don't know where the attack's coming from. Now, I think back on this one. Just before Christmas, we had John Tavares on the show. And we talked about, is there any increased pressure because you guys are the favorites? And he asked us, well, why are you guys always saying that we're the favorites? We haven't made the playoffs in two years. There's a reason they were the favorites. And the second they went out and got Matt Vince, it changed everything. And it gave that goaltending core they needed. It gave the defense the help it needed. And that's why this team is going where they're going. Matt Vince is just playing on another planet right now. 843 in this game. He's allowing seven goals a game. Right now, if I had to say there's a front runner for MVP in the playoffs, it's Matt Vince. 
Yeah, no question about it. I think he's, I mean, he's proven it all season long. And there was times through the year last year with the Nighthawks, you thought, oh, Matt Vance, he's, the, the age is finally starting to catch up with him. He's slipping a little bit. But there he was in the finals once again at the end of the year. And this year, he had, it almost seemed like he had something to prove. Again, being with a new team and, you know, that rivalry there with Rochester, I think he wanted to prove something to them and, and, this might be one of his best seasons ever. I, I think it is his best season ever, to be frankly honest. Yeah. With yeah. all the pressure that was there and, you know, the defensive core not really doing that well in Buffalo and to instantly take a team that was out of the playoffs to the finals and he's in the finals for the second straight year and he's goaltender of the year and, you know, he got votes in our lacrosse flash votes for MVP. Yeah. Like, not for first place, but for second place, right? Sure. Like, that tells you just how good his season was. Well, let's uh, let's take a break here, Evan, and then we will talk to a, a man who has played a lot of lacrosse with Matt Vince uh, and a little bit against him as well. On the other side, it's the great Dane. Dane Smith from the Buffalo Bandits right here on Extreme Threads Lacrosse Classified on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network. Serving the business and sports communities since 2018, Extreme Threads provides custom design apparels around the world. Specializing in lacrosse, they deliver exceptional quality and service, customizing box and field team apparel and uniforms. Extreme Threads offers free design work and takes the time to ensure you get exactly what you need for your team or club. Contact Extreme Threads at sales at extremethreads.ca for your custom apparel needs today. Hey, this is big team guy Tyson Geick of the Lacrosse Flash. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified Flourishing on Max All-Stars, growing the game one podcast at a time. Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified here on the Lacrosse All-Stars podcast network, growing the game one podcast at a time. Uh, Big thanks to our title sponsor here on Lacrosse Classified, Extreme Threads. Customize your team with Extreme. Find them at extremethreads.ca. Sales at extremethreads.ca. Don't forget, sign your team up for an apparel package, whatever that may be. Warm-up shirts, practice pennies, jerseys, shorts, Sign your team up and tell them you heard it right here on Lacrosse Classified and your coach, your manager, will get some free stuff. It's that easy. Dane Smith now joining us here on Lacrosse Classified. Dane, thanks for doing this. Uh, Thanks for having me. Our pleasure, man. Got to be feeling pretty good right now in Banditland, I would suppose. Dane, off to the finals. Uh, Just give me the vibe around Buffalo in general. Is is Banditland right, right behind you guys now? Yes, most definitely. It's uh, it's unbelievable down in Buffalo. Uh, we're not we're fortunate. Uh, unluckily enough, our, our Sabres didn't do very well this year, and uh, the Bills have struggled for the past few years. So uh, we've been kind of the winning team around here. So it's few kind of years nice. for the Bills. Um, few years for the Bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're 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 still ba- we're still backing them, and our fans have been great. No matter what, we win or, win or lose, uh, they've been on. They've been ha- they've had our backs, and. Um, yeah, it's been buzzing. Like the city's been crazy. That you see fans come up to you wherever you are and say good luck this weekend. It's kind of cool to see. Looking back on the game on Saturday, once again, it's one of these games that we talked about quite a bit throughout the year for the Bandits. You had five points. A bunch of other guys had four points. It wasn't anything popping off the score sheet, but you guys have managed to play the system all year of 
everybody's touching the ball. Somebody's going to put it in the back of the net. How do you manage to keep that cohesiveness with all these personalities in one ball? Yeah, you know what? It's definitely, it's definitely tough. Um, uh, Steve Dietrich's brought a, uh, done a great job of bringing in the right pieces. Um, you have so many great players out there on our offense, and it, it, it does get tough at times. Or you, At the beginning of the year, it kind of gets tough, but you kind of work those kinks out. Um, we have so many great players in our offense. Uh, there's only one ball, obviously, but uh, John Tavares, uh, he's been a great coach for us, and he's the greatest to ever play, and when he talks, he listens. So he's done a great job of kind of getting us to work within the systems. Everybody has a role out there, and uh, we're working for one great shot instead of everybody kind of, it's my turn type thing. So uh, I think that's changed throughout the years, and uh, this year's kind of the chemistry has been great. So uh, we're looking to continue that. Yeah, and one of the new guys that's joined the Buffalo Bandit offense has been Corey Smaldane, and, and you and him – have really seemed to find a connection with each other where you're kind of looking across the floor, Corey sliding into that soft spot, and, and he's always had that beautiful quick release. You know, it was Mitch Jones last year. You get Corey Small over there this year. It's it's a, you know, those guys are two different players, but you and him in particular have really meshed this season. Yeah, you, you lose somebody like Mitch Jones, who's a great player, and he, did, he had another great year with Vancouver. Um, but bringing in somebody like... Uh, Corey Smalls, it's kind of one of those things that it's like a win-win type 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 of thing. So he's uh, he's been great for us all year. He's 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 a huge threat. I know he had like a hundred point season a few years ago or whatever it was. And um, he's one of those guys that you give him the ball and he he's gonna put the ball in the back of the net. So uh, my success is honestly just giving him the ball or giving anybody on our offense the ball and they're gonna put the ball in the net. But Corey especially, he's he's a pure goal scorer and we're lucky to have him. One of the old uh, dressing room jokes that always went around the bandits, especially with rookies, was your job on this team is to pass the ball to Dane. <laughs> and you, you always constantly are shooting constantly. This year you led the league in assists. What did you transform in your game that led to the success on the other side of the stats table? I got to credit my teammates, obviously. Like I said, our, our offense is built with so many great players, Josh Byrne, uh, Sean Evans, Corey Smalls, Chase Frazier, the list goes on. Uh, Chris Cloutier, like it's crazy uh, how many threats we have, and Hogarth coming into his own. So uh, it's, it, all I had to do is give them the ball, and they're going to create for themselves. But uh, that being said, I, I know um, ever since that one year in 2016, um, players have keyed on me a little bit more. So I, I, I know that, and I kind of um, plan around it. Like I, I know I'm going to get doubled, and I know I have to give the ball up, and. I've lucky. I've been lucky enough to just kind of find my teammates, and they're 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 good enough to put the ball in the net. So it's kind of nice to have where we have so many threats that it doesn't matter who I give the ball to or if I have the ball a little bit, but they'll find me and I'll find them. So uh, it's just kind of lucky enough to kind of lead the league and um, assist this year, and I even going down with injuries. But um, it, it was just uh, one of those. Uh, I like to say a fluke kind of type thing, but <laughs> Come I'm, I'm grateful for it. <laughs> Dane's talking about flukes and, and being lucky <laughs> to lead the league. In, in, <laughs> you're a very talented lacrosse player, Dane. Don't sell yourself short. Now, all these teammates that we've just mentioned as we speak with Dane Smith here, uh, one guy that didn't get mentioned and, and one guy that I really want to talk about is your boy Josh Byrne over there. I know you guys uh, are shacked up in Buffalo. Uh, I'm not sure who's responsible for the cable bill. I want to know if that's been paid. And uh, you guys have done some real fun videos uh, through the course of the year. Where did, where did these kind of ideas come from? And, and just talk about your relationship with Josh. It seems like you guys have a real strong connection, not only on the floor, but away from it as well. 
Yeah, we've come really close. Uh, it used to be kind of me and Ryan Banesh, who uh, I grew up watching Ryan, obviously, for the longest time. And we had a very good chemistry on the floor, across floor, and it was pretty cool to have. And then losing him and bringing in Josh, it was kind of, again, another win-win type of situation where um, losing Benny hurt a lot. But uh, bringing in somebody like Josh, who's a younger guy, who, who's honestly one of the best players I've ever seen. Um, he's He can play with the ball. He can play without the ball. He... He might not put up the points that you might see, but he does a lot of little things um, where people don't see it. And he's a great player. Uh, he's a great roommate uh, for the most part. I mean, yeah, I had to clean up after him a little bit. But <laughs> that being said, uh, he kind of reminds me of my little brother a little bit. He's a little bit younger than me, two years, two or three years younger than me. And uh, he, I, like, it's pretty cool, our, our chemistry off the floor and whatnot. Uh, I always bug him about the cable bill because I, I paid him in advance Um uh, the whole like six months that we've been living down here. So uh, sometimes he forgets to, he forgets to kind of right. uh, put the money right. towards it. He probably spends it somewhere else. Uh-huh. So I always give him a hard time with that. And um, it's, it's just like an ongoing joke kind of type thing. And uh, anytime I can kind of get a jab at him, I will. And he does the same for me. So it's pretty cool. Who's the better dancer? Uh, I'm going to say Josh Byrne. I, I don't like to say it, but the kid I can move. It, so the kid can move. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't like to say he's good. He's better than me at a lot of things, but that's one thing that I'll, I'll give him to. One of the, of course, the one of the key pieces you picked up this off season was Matt Vince. We can talk forever about how great Matt Vince is, but from an offense, offensive perspective, what does he bring to the team that helps you on the other side of the floor? Oh, tremendous <laughs> helps a lot, a lot more than people think. Um, uh, previous years, obviously, um, we've had, we've always had decent goaltending but Matt's obviously one of a kind so um usually if we're down and stuff like that um down goals like we have a lot of pressure to score um and come back from whatever uh we're down from but uh with with that and that we know he's going to make those saves if if we're we have a slump and we're not scoring in the next uh five six possessions we know he's going to keep it at the same score if not maybe only letting one goal and we have we have a chance he gives us a chance every night and uh, the confidence is huge for the offense when he's making those big saves we know we have to uh get a good possession next and hopefully put the ball in the net a couple of more minutes here with dane smith and, and some of my favorite things to to watch online dane i i love the the jabs with you and logan and josh on, on the instagram feed that i really enjoy watching the comments there but it's the post game <laughs> it's the post game in the bandit dressing room it's a party it's a party it's a party uh tell me how this thing manifested and and how fun is that little mosh pit to be a part of it's definitely fun. Uh, I know a lot of people around the league uh, don't like it. Uh, usually the teams that we play against don't like it. And you know what? At the end of the day, um, we're having fun. Like the crosses, yeah, we get it's a professional sport. We get to pay to play, and that's awesome and stuff like that. But if you're not having fun, why, why bother do it? And uh, this year has been tremendously fun with, with that uh, being said. Like when we win, it, yeah, we put that, that winning song on. Every year we have a different winning song. And this year uh, me and Josh were kind of – Scrolling through Instagram and whatnot, we came across a football team, university team, I believe, or maybe a high school team, and uh, they turned off the lights and they started dancing to that song, and uh, it looked it looked really fun. So uh, we came across and put that like kind of in the talks to everybody, saying this could be one of the songs and whatnot, and um, nobody really said anything about it. But then when the time came when we won our first game, uh, we 
put it on, turn off the lights, and it just happened. And um, <laughs> it's kind of going viral. We, we love it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's fantastic. Um, I know Evan's going to ask you about the Calgary F next, but uh, this will be the last one for me, Dane. And I want to ask you about the, the Premier Lacrosse League. Uh, you got drafted by the Chaos. Uh, what's your plans for the summer? Is there going to be any Six Nations uh, Chiefs games for Dane Smith? Are you going to focus strictly on the PLL? What do you What do you got planned for the summer? Uh, you know what? It's it's tough to think about the summer right now. Obviously, with this PLL, fair thing. enough. Fair it's, enough. It's a tremendous op- Yeah, it's a uh, tremendous opportunity. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to try to focus more on field this year, this summer with this league coming in. Uh, I know a lot of Canadians are playing in that league, and I know we have training camp this this weekend coming, but unfortunately, obviously, we, I have better things to do. So um, I'm looking forward to that challenge. I, I grew up a little playing a little bit of field, and obviously I played in them all the past three years and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the opportunity. I, I, I like where our team's at. It's a lot of Canadians, so I feel more comfortable um, with that, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, I get a great chance with that. And then, uh, as far as Six Nations go, I'd like to play. But um, again, like I'm trying to focus on <laughs> winning a championship right now and uh, seeing how my body is. I don't want to put too much pressure on it because I've had a lot of injuries uh, recently. So I'm trying to kind of uh, yeah. You're talking like an old man already, Dane. Come on. Man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm a 26. I'm a 26 year old in a 46 year old body. But, I uh, hear you, brother. I must I get you. that from Billy D. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, with the number of NLLers you got on that chaos team, I don't know if you guys are going to use like a sixty-second shot clock. You guys are going to think, "What's this?" <laughs> exactly, that'll be too long. I know a lot of <laughs> American guys are saying it's too short, but we—that's too long for us. Looking forward to the finals here against Calgary. You're facing a goaltender that just allowed a four spot, and in Christian Del Bianco, um, and you're facing an offense that's full of superstars, just like you are. What do you got to do to get past the Roughnecks in this final? Yeah, they're a great team from goalie out. Uh, you could say Christian Bianco, he's been, he's been great all year, and their defense is great, and their offense is great. So it's going to be one of those things that's going to be really tough. Um, um, it's kind of nice, honestly, playing a different team than we usually do. We only played Calgary once this year, and it's kind of, it's kind of a nice change in the Torontos, the Rochesters, and all those Georgias and all the teams we usually play. So it'll be a nice challenge for us, but that means we got to look at, look at more film and whatnot on them. And, um, it's going to be one of those games that it's going to be a close game, obviously, um, them being in the finals and us being in the finals, um, both good teams. And um, we're looking forward to the challenge. Um, I know our, our, our uh, video guy and uh, our coaches do – give us a good game plan, give us a good chance to win every night. And um, we just got to contribute. And uh, obviously having uh, on their side, Dane Doby, who's had an amazing year and uh, he, he could win the MVP. In my opinion, I think it's between him and uh, Matt Vince, but um, that's just my opinion. And he's had a great year. And obviously with Curtis, Curtis Dixon, what much like there's a lot to say about him and he's going to be a lot. He's going to put those goals in. We just got to keep them to hopefully uh, a few less than he'd like. And, um, it's going to be hard to slow their offense down, but uh, we're looking forward to the challenge. Did you hear that, Evan? Dane literally gave you absolutely nothing of the game plan there. Deflects, <laughs> deflects, deflect. I love it. Uh, it's not- all good, but you know what? He, he was spot on about the MVP because he looked at the, the awards that we're, we're just go. videoing right now. Yeah, You well, have the number one and two in our books as well. So, Well, Dane, yeah, uh, both- go ahead. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say both both great players and both uh, older players that have been around for a while and both most deserving. If I if I had a pick, I'd honestly pick co MVPs, but I don't know if it's like that anymore. So well, yeah. um, I, I wish them both luck and 
Um, it's going to be a battle for both of them. Hopefully, uh, it's been really it's it's really been amazing to watch guys like Shatler, Dawson, Dobie, uh, Vince. Just almost a renaissance. Uh, guys have late in their careers having some of their best seasons. It's been fantastic. And Dane, you had yourself a fantastic uh, regular season and playoff as well. Best of luck uh, with the the NLL finals coming up with your chaos, your Chiefs, and. Uh, even on down the road there a little bit, Dan. Hope to see you wearing the Maple Leaf in September in Langley. Thanks for joining us here on Lacrosse Classified. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. That was Dean Smith of the Buffalo Bandits. Game one of the NLL Finals gets going May 18th, 7.30 Eastern time. You can watch it all on Bleacher Report Live, sponsored by Michelob Ultra. Uh, looking forward to Saturday night. Uh, Evan, let's take a quick break. And on the other side, we'll talk to a man who's going to face off against Dean Smith. It's Jesse King of the Calgary Roughnecks next here on Extreme Threads. Lacrosse Classified on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network. Pure Vita Labs is proud to bring you the highest quality sports supplements on the market. PVL products are 100% all-natural with no artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners. And the entire line is also Informed Choice certified. We designed all our products with the athlete in mind. We look forward to being a part of your athletic achievements, helping you push the bar higher, win at the highest levels, and set personal records for years to come. Hey, this is Reese Dutch of the Calgary Roughnecks and Victoria Shamrocks. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on Lax All-Stars. Growing the game one podcast at a time. Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified here on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network. You just heard it right there. Thanks to our friends at Pure Vital Labs. Anything else would be unsportsmanlike. Uh, they are sponsoring summer lacrosse like it's going mad here in BC. Find them at pvl.com. I strongly suggest you get on the supplements. Evan, I know you are. I'm not. I should get on them. I, I'm actually, I got to get this out here. I'm very proud of myself today. I just hit... The 40-pound mark, I have shed 40 pounds in the last four and a half months and just accomplished that today. Still got a long way to go, but uh, yeah, I wanted to hurt my elbow patting myself on the back. But I just think that it just led me to think that if if I got on the PVL supplements, I might make the process a little bit quicker. A man that needs no supplements because he works out like a champion every single day. It's the man I like to call the natural. It's Jesse King on the program. Jesse, thanks for doing this yeah absolutely glad to be here happy to have you uh and congratulations punching your ticket to the nll finals that had to be a big thrill for you uh let's talk about that but why don't we talk about these buffalo bandits that you're going to meet as well jesse uh, this is going to be a tough matchup for both teams i think they're for me it's the right two teams heading into the into the cup here i think Calgary in the West, and I think Buffalo in the East have kind of been on a collision course uh, since the the latter part of the regular season. What are you What are you most excited about heading into the finals? I think we're just excited for the opportunity to uh, you know be back playing together. The uh, coach has been preaching at the last you know last couple of games of our season when I was fortunate enough to get back into the lineup and more towards into the playoffs, just fighting for the guy next to you to be you know, being able to see them again the next week and not having to wait, you know, another six or seven months to get another crack at it. So I think everyone's just really excited. Everyone's really, you know, humbled in our locker room right now and just waiting for the chance to get out of it again. 
we actually asked a few guys before the uh, before the interview here if they had any questions for you, and one popped up. Since you returned to the lineup, the Calgary Roughnecks have not lost. Are you ever going to lose a game as a member of the Calgary Roughnecks? <laughs> I'm hoping not this season. Um, that would be a big benefit for us, but uh, I definitely think that that time will come eventually. Um, you know, I'm just happy to be back playing, happy to be back healthy, um, not wearing a knee brace now finally, which is uh, instilling some confidence into my game. So I know the guys are happy to have me back and coaches as well. I, I want to talk about the injuries and the perseverance and what you've had to go through over the last few years of your career, Jesse. It's It's been pretty remarkable and, and something that I don't know – if a lot of guys would have the mental strength to get through it. And I know the physical part is tough. Like the rehab, you got to almost go harder during rehab than what you normally do to train to get back to where you want to be. But just walk me through this, man, because going through what you've been through over the last couple of years with some pretty serious injuries, what, what's gone through yeah. the mind of Jesse King? Like, has there ever crossed your mind? Like that? I can't do this again. I can't like, how am I going to get through this? Um, there, I mean, there might've been a couple times where I was definitely questioning how long I guess I would be willing to be able to do this and how long I wanted to play. And it's always still up in the air of, you know, how, how long is my career, you know, meant to last. Um, but I'm fortunate enough to be surrounded by so many amazing people. My family have been so supportive, um, through this entire process, um, which really started about three years ago in uh, when I was playing in the summer. And um, I did my ACL, MCL meniscus. Um, was lucky enough that with Georgia at the time and with the Shamrocks to have a little bit of collaboration. So they got me into surgery pretty quickly. Um, and coming back from uh, such a substantial injury like that, it's, it's, a long, it's a long journey to sit out an entire year. Um, and my first actual crack at playing lacrosse again was out in field lacrosse when I was trying out for team Canada. So there was definitely, uh, some, some doubt in my mind there when that was happening. Uh, it was the first time I had my knee brace on and was playing with my knee brace. Um, I think that at the end of the day, it, it definitely is tough mentally. And I, uh, I don't, I don't like to think that I doubted myself too often. Um, people were always pushing me forward. People are reaching out um, from the league, from summer ball, um, close friends, always asking how the process is going, what are you doing, how are you staying healthy. Um, and at the end of the day, for me, um, this is a dream come true to play in the NLL. And if I wanted to get back where I wanted to be, it was gonna, uh, it was gonna take some work, and that's gonna be, you know, the changing potentially like how I'm eating, how I'm training, what I'm training. Um, how am I, you know, mentally getting prepared to be back in a league that is just so quick and so fast paced that, you know, I can find that confidence again. And I watched a lot of lacrosse games, let me tell you, a lot of lacrosse games. And every single time I'm like, wow, these guys are so fast. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, can I get back to like playing that speed again? And especially the, la the latter half of this injury, when I redid my meniscus again, it was, Am I going to be fast enough without a brace on? Um, but I had great doctors take care of me, great physiotherapy um, with our guys in Victoria at Modus um, who really, you know, they truly believed in me as well, which really helped. It helped my, me believe in myself. Um, 
but it was definitely the, you know, mental support from family, friends, and, you know, surrounding community that helped me persevere through all this. And I like to think that I'm in a better place than I was before I actually did my knee in the first, like, three years ago. So I'm uh, changing up what I've kind of done, um, but I'm really enjoying it as well. Coming back to Friday night, a really unusual game, maybe something you're used to in the summer, not so much in the NLL, where just two goals in the opening half. Um, how does that change your game plan going into halftime? Because like, there were really not many opportunities to, for anybody to score in that opening half. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Colorado did had a really good game plan. You know, their defense really loves to pack it in and play really nice and tight and rely on their, their bass stopper, Dylan Ward, who, you know, he had an absolutely phenomenal game that game. And then um, you come into halftime with only, you know, two goals. Uh, we knew we were sticking to our process and what we knew we had to do to be successful moving forward into the rest of the game. And I think we only scored like maybe one or two five on five goals. And then we had like five power play goals and a transition goal. So it really um, kind of puts into perspective those opportunities that you can get outside of just uh, five on five offense, which is, you know, a lot of the time, the majority of the game that you're playing. So coach came into the locker room and, you know, let us know that he's still confident in how we were playing and what we were doing. And eventually our shots were going to fall and they ended up falling when we were on the power play a little bit, which gave us a lot of confidence back. And, you know, every time you're having those, you know, kind of daunting uh, offensive possessions, uh, over and over again and then you're getting continuous support from your defense and you know Christian who probably played one of the best games of his careers that game um in in that it just it it gives you hope and it gives you that will to persevere and continue to stick to that process and eventually try and bury some of the back of the net Speaking with the natural Jesse King here on Lacrosse Classified, and, and you mentioned back when you were talking about your injuries, Jesse, your support system, your community, and, and your family. I know uh, Big L, Lauren back there, is a, a big supporter of yours and, and something he's probably really excited about. Shout out to Lauren, who I know is probably tuned in here to Lacrosse Classified. I uh, always love talking <laughs> to Lacrosse uh, with your dad, but he's got to be pretty excited, uh, as I'm sure you are as well, Jesse. Uh, your brother Marshall getting traded from the Berards to the Shamrocks, and I don't know how many times or how often you guys have kind of had a chance to suit up uh, with each other and play across the floor from each other, but uh, that's got to be super exciting to have an opportunity to play some senior A lacrosse in, in your hometown for the Victoria Shamrocks with your little brother, Marshall. Yeah, I think when we were playing together before, we only had like two or three games together, and it was in the playoffs, but it, there was always like this looming kind of like shadow over top of, you know, what could possibly happen at the draft and actually what ended up happening in the draft. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. um, I was fortunate enough to get a call from Chris, uh, Welch, our GM who let me know that, you know, we had just acquired Marshall from, um, Maple Ridge and I was able to actually FaceTime him and kind of break the news to him. So it was a really special moment for me and special moment for our family. And, you know, it's exciting. We, uh, you know, we're, pretty tight-knit group the king clan so we uh we're in continuous talk every day and our aunts our aunt one of our aunts is you know a huge supporter of our lacrosse career and um i know marshall's really happy to be home and playing in victoria the team that he's been dreaming of playing for you know since he started playing 
And and you get more reps because you ship a lefty out in Shatler, so you're going to get more touches, so it works out for you as well. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking with Jesse King, I want to bounce back to uh, the NLL finals here, Jesse. Uh, before I ask you a question about Lululemon, I want to get that in, so don't let me forget because I know you're uh, <laughs> a special. Now, what did you call your, your team? Now, what are you? Let's ask it right now because I, I asked you this on Twitter. You didn't reply. I don't even know if you got it because I, I got myself a pair. Are you still with Lululemon before I, before I embarrass I, myself? I am. Okay, I am okay. So, uh, so I've been going to the pool a lot. I got these new Lululemon pants uh, for my lovely girlfriend for a birthday present. And you know when you get out of the pool, your feet are wet, and 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 the the fabric on the Lulu pants now trying to get my big flipper wet in those pants through the end of the hole. It's been a challenge for me. I know you're an expert. You got any tips on how I can make that happen a little bit easier? <laughs> I uh, this is the first time I'm hearing of this uh, kind of situation. Okay, but, okay. Well, Megan, um, do some research that, uh, and, and let me know. Yeah, I definitely could look at doing that for you. I think uh, the best thing to do um, if you're not happy with the product is head into your closest store. And no, 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 no. I, lo- I love the product, man. I want to make that very clear. <laughs> There's some of my my favorite pants. It's just trying to get my damp foot through the end of the leg <laughs> hole on those Lula pants has been a, a real challenge for me. So uh, um, if, you, if you have any advice or some tips, you can let me know maybe uh, via Twitter. I will, okay. yeah. All right. I, uh, I'll have to look into that for you. Okay, I appreciate it. Okay, now yeah. let's get on to a serious topic here uh, as we speak with Jesse King. And you're going to face off against the Bandits. You're going to start on the road in Buffalo. And um, this is this is a real intriguing matchup here. What uh, What's it going to take to get past the Bandits? I know that's... That's an open-ended question, but uh, what do you guys think you really need to do to beat Buffalo? Yeah, I think um, it's it's a good question. It's um, you know, coaches really put a great game plan together for what our uh, you know last uh, five or six games have looked at it for us. And I think um, you know, if you look at our defense, who are a group of guys who uh, really like to you know be physical, play you know really fast pace, get up and down the floor as well, and when you have Christian in the back of the net again, it really just instills confidence in your defense. So I think that they'll be looking to, you know, play mean and play tough on our back end. And then uh, same thing when you get up to the offensive end, I think now with the, you know, our team, if you look at our offense, like we're majority of us are pretty large people. And I think that one of the things that we've done really well in the last, you know, four or five games is we've been really physical on offense and it really catches people off guard because, you know that if you just don't know, don't know to expect that when you know a new guy comes into a lineup and kind of is able to create a little bit of a different look for a team. Um, I think that you know Buffalo's got a really, really great offense uh, with the guys that they have on the front end. Um, so we'll have to try and limit their chances as much as you can, and even when they get those chances, kind of giving them the chances that we want to give them, and not the other way around. Um, and then really trying to get that uh, defense spread out so we can get good opportunities against, uh, you know, Vino in the net, who's having a heck of a season himself. So, Looking forward to this summer. There's this, it, it seems like every day there's somebody trying to one-up between Victoria, Maple Ridge, New West, as to who's bringing in the latest guy. This has got to be one <laughs> of the most exciting WLA seasons in a while. It's just the number of guys that are coming out West to play this summer. Yeah, it is exciting, and I think it's uh, it's really great for the league as well because you know we um, you always want to have those high caliber players playing in 
um, a league that's going to be a little bit more competitive throughout the entire regular season compared to like the latter half. So I think the fans are going to get really something really special with all the guys that are deciding to, you know, come out West and make a run at this uh, man cup. So it'll be, it'll be really exciting. It's going to be a really hard battle. I think more of a battle than we've seen in the West in a really long time. Um, and I think that everyone's really excited for it as well. Yeah, I, you can put me on that list, man. I can't wait for the WLA <laughs> season to get going. I know uh, you got some business to take care of before that happens, Jesse. Just before we let you go here, I appreciate your time. Uh, I I posted up the picture on Instagram kind of as the promotion for the show, and I decided to select a photo in your Ohio State Buckeyes uniform. and. and <laughs> And, and listen, Coach Myers has come on the program a couple of times, and he's literally one of my favorite interviews, if not my favorite uh, guy to talk to about lacrosse. And and not only you know just talking lacrosse, but the amount of information that he knows about the lacrosse scene up here in British Columbia is is absolutely astonishing. Tell me about what kind of impact Nick Myers not only had on you as a lacrosse player, Jesse, but just as a man in general. Yeah, Coach is a. Uh... Coach has been coming out to British Columbia, I don't know the exact amount of years, but I remember the first time that he came out, and I was actually in grade nine. And uh, Coach Myers coached um, Chris McKay at Butler University, and uh, that's how they have a really great relationship. So they've always kind of been connected through uh, Claremont. And when Coach kind of had some interest in coming out west and putting on kind of a showcase, he was the only coach that was there and it was just our high school team that basically went out and did a practice surrounded around coach Myers and he put us through drills and made us do work. And I was in grade nine and I think I was the only grade nine or 10 that was there compared wow. to, wow. you know, the 11 and 12 grade 11 and 12 kids, because I just was lucky enough to have that opportunity. Um, but throughout the years, um, eventually got recruited obviously and went to Ohio state and, um, best decision I think I've ever made. And, um, just going off of talking about, you know, he's probably one of the most well-spoken people that I've ever met. Um, he really truly believes in the program that he's created and you can absolutely see that. And I think that it goes from, you know, lacrosse is kind of the last thing on the spectrum as far as like his mind goes when you're at school at Ohio state, you know, he always preaches about the culture, the people, and, you know, the respect that you, you gain being, you know, an athlete uh, who's given an opportunity to play at the next level. Um, and there was tough times, obviously, you know, you, you're never going to like a guy who comes at you right off the hop from when you get, as soon as you get on campus and then you slowly understand why he's doing that to you. And it creates you or makes you into a better person and a better lacrosse player. But I think at the end of the day, his goal is to have, uh, every person leave Ohio State with a degree to be a better person more than be a better lacrosse player, and that just speaks so much to who he is as a person. Yeah, well, hey, listen, if uh, if he can rein Logan Chess in, I'm sure you weren't a problem for, for Coach Myers. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I, I was easy. I went there on my visit, and I went with my dad, and we were both completely blown away, and it was a really simple decision for us. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, college coaches are, are some of the best guys to talk to, and I'd put Nick Myers right at the top of the list. So I wanted to make sure we got that in. Hey, Jesse, uh, best of luck in the finals with your Calgary Roughnecks. It's so great to see you back out on the floor after battling some pretty severe injuries over the last couple of years. I love watching you play the game, and uh, I'm sure we'll cross paths when your Shamrocks are over on the mainland in the summertime. 
Yeah, thanks for having me. This was great. Thanks, guys. All right. That was Jesse King of the Calgary Roughnecks and the Victoria Shamrocks. And uh, you said it, Evan. The Calgary Roughnecks have not lost a lacrosse game since number 19 stepped on the turf. And a great compliment to Dane Doby. I mean, which one's going to crash? That You never know. The other one's going to bomb it if they have to. And you think about it, Jesse King, Reese Dutch, two new guys on the team, but they played together for so long, they really don't have to do much to learn to gel with one another. Yeah, and, and for me, what makes Jesse King the player that he is is that not only is he a fabulous player, you know, with the ball, without the ball, on ball, off ball, but he makes everybody on the floor better. And there's only certain amount of guys that do that, and Jesse King is one of them. Uh, Going to be fun to watch him and Dane Smith go at it in the NLL Finals. One quick break to come, and we'll wrap things up here on Extreme Threads Lacrosse Classified. Keep it right here on the Lacrosse All-Stars Podcast Network. Associated Labels and Packaging is in the business of creating first impressions. They'll help you reflect your company values accurately by offering solutions that fit your product needs. With the latest in printing technology and over 35 years of experience, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit for your company to take your labels and packaging to the next level. Hey, this is Ben McIntosh from the Saskatchewan Rush and Maple Ridge Berards. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on LAX All-Stars Podcast Network. You are back on Lacrosse Classified here, presented by Extreme Threads. Jake Elliott, Evan Sheminar with you. Thanks to Jesse King and Dane Smith. Uh, two really good talks this week here on LAX Class. Uh, just about to wrap things up here. Uh, we never did. Uh, we, we told the folks, Evan, who we both picked in the first game. Uh, we both had the Roughnecks to beat the Mammoth. However, in the second game... I, wait a second. <laughs> I took the Buffalo Bandits. You took the Toronto Rock, which means now I am two games clear of you with potentially three games to go. So essentially, Evan Sheminar, you are forced to take the opposite pick of whoever I choose coming up here in Stampede Tax. Who you got? But I'm okay with that because you think about it, 2015 finals, West team goes out, beats the team out East, comes back, wins the title. 2016, Rush do it again. They go out to Buffalo, win, come back home and win it. So this isn't a gimme. No, and it, and it's and it's a little strange too. Like I don't know if you've kind of clued into this, but Calgary has been in the finals 2004. 2009, 2014, 2019. You were a chartered accountant, Evan. Do you see the pattern there? <laughs> okay, that's too easy. But you know what? As a Rush fan, if they're only in the final every fifth year, you're kind of happy about it. Well, yeah. I mean, hey, I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, it was great. Uh, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Brad MacArthur kind of posted up the game sheet of the 2004 final between the Bandits and the Roughnecks. Some great players on both those rosters. Um, then uh, Tim McAuliffe, who actually called that NLL final uh, of Sportsnet fame, um, 
you know, posted up a 10 minute clip, kind of the, the dying seconds of that game and, and the post game celebrations. Uh, really neat to, to go back and see that. So, a rematch, if you will, of the 2004 NLL. It was the Champions Cup back then, now the NLL Cup. Um, but it was great to see uh, old George Daniel uh, present out the big NLL Cup uh, that they used to use for the Champions Cup. But it was just kind of nostalgia there, if you will, Evan, watching that. But anyway, so the Roughnecks have made the finals every fifth year since 2004. And uh, back in there now against the Buffalo Bandits, who I believe were in it three years ago, Evan. Is that correct? In 2016, yeah, yep, they lost. That was the infamous Jeff Cornwall goal mm. with 12 seconds to go. Yeah, I just I wanted you to kind of get that in there. I knew that. Um, so, uh, with that being said, Game 1 goes May 18th. That's Saturday, 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern Time. From Buffalo, Evan Calgary at Buffalo for the NLL Finals. Game 1, who yeah. you got? Hey, 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 uh, 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 oh, I tried to sneak here. that past you, and you caught hey, on. That was what, so smooth. What. I thought guess it was. Oh, man, I thought I had you there. You I, know the advantage that I get here. I thought so, I had you. I thought yeah, I had I, you. I think I know who you're taking, but who you got? Yeah. Um, I'm going to, man, you know what? Like, I, I said that Calgary was the hottest team before the playoffs started. They haven't lost, which means I think they still are the hottest team in the playoffs, which is really hard to say with the season that the Buffalo Bandits have had. Like, I, they only lost four games. So it's not like they went on a, a losing streak of any regard. But I, the Calgary, with you know, started with that Swarm win. Then they pumped Saskatchewan. Then they got past San Diego. Then they beat Colorado. Like, they've been getting better and better and better, I feel like, every single game. So it's really hard for me to pick against Calgary here in game one. But I'm going to because Buffalo is at home. That's literally the only reason I'm picking the Bandits in game one. I think, and I'm going to spoil it for next week, I suppose, that Buffalo wins game one, and I think Calgary wins game two, and then I, I I don't know who wins game three. But I think this thing is going to go the distance. But I think the Bandits on their home floor in game one with that crowd behind them, Matt Vince playing out of his mind, real deep team on offense. I think they're going to do enough defensively to get past Calgary in game one. Give me the Buffalo Bandits. Well, I have no choice but to take the Roughnecks, um, but – I, I'm not disappointed with that pick. And you think about it, they've got, you know, as much as we touted the Buffalo Bandits offense, Calgary's got an amazing offense. They got the MVP. And I, and I think, and I think if they can get inside and crash on Matt Vince, like Toronto didn't, they can have an effect on them. If they can get a few early goals and start to break down that confidence that Matt Vince has, they mm-hmm. got a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, it, it, but maybe I'll we'll throw this out there just to make it a little more interesting. Over under twenty and a half goals. Twenty and a half goals. Well, um, hmm. yeah, I think it goes over. I think it goes over. I just think there's too much firepower, and I know these these goaltenders are so good, but I just I I don't think you're going to see a type of game like you saw at Calgary, Colorado. I think these teams play different styles. And I think you're going to see a few more goals. And, and uh, 
I want to go over, but probably just over in that. And and I went on Lacrosse Sports Network uh, today, and and they asked me like, what is what does Calgary have to do? What does Buffalo have to do? And for me, Calgary, I don't think Christian Del Bianco has to be better than Matt Vince, but he's got to be in the neighborhood, and and he's going to have to do that. You know what I mean? To give Calgary a chance, because you know Vino's going to be good, and you know Buffalo with that supporting cast. Evans, Dixon, Small, you go down the list, Burn. they're a deep, deep team on offense, and Calgary's not going to have Tyler Pace in Buffalo, which is a huge loss for them. Can Dixon and Dobie do enough uh, to keep pace with Buffalo? I'm not, I don't know if they can on the road. I don't know if they can on the road, and that's why I'm taking the Bandits. I, I'm, I'd actually take the under in that one, and here's where I guess it comes down for in my Who book. do you think that favors, though, Evan? If they go under, say it's 20 and a half and, and the game is under, who do you think that favors? That favors the Roughnecks. And I, why? I think it does. Because we know Matt Vince is going to be spectacular. But if that is under 20 and a half goals, that means Christian Del Bianco spot on. And I think that's why it's going to favor the Roughnecks in this particular case. And to be honest with you, you know, Matt Vince has played how many NLL championship games? Lots. Too many to name. Christian Del Bianco hasn't, but he's played in so many Minto Cup finals by mm. now, he's used to the pressure. Right? Yeah, and so, I don't like I don't think any I don't think anything phases Christian Del Bianco. Like he, he could be playing in front of seventy thousand fans outdoors with a hailstorm and he's just gonna go out and play goal. Yeah, it's 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 not an easy call. I think it's going to be a defensive struggle, and we'll see. First to t- first to ten wins, I think. We'll see. So right now, mm-hmm. I'm two ahead. You got Calgary. I got Buffalo in Game One of the finals here on Stampede Tax. Who you got? Don't forget uh, rodeo this long weekend out there in Cloverdale. So if you're local out here in British Columbia. Get out there to Stampede Tech uh, in Western Wear. Check out their huge supply of CSA boots and cowboy boots. You name it. Anything country you want. Uh, you want to buy yourself a saddle for a horse? Head to Stampede Tech in Western Wear. Or you can shop online where shopping online is still shopping local. Stampede.ca is where you can find them. couple of more things to wrap up. I don't know if we got our thanks into uh, Associated Labels and Packaging coming out of the break there as well, Evan. You really need to remind me to do those sort of things. If you notice I forget to do that, you got to remind me. Uh, because they're paying the bills here, man. Associated Labels and or- Packaging. We're both in our forties here. I mean, we're probably starting to get Alzheimer's. By it's now, you true. Know? We <laughs> are. Yeah, plus, we're like twenty-seven episodes deep here, and uh, sometimes things slip our mind. Associated-labels.com. Associated LP is in labels and packaging is where you can find them online. Uh, they create first impressions, and they're the best in the business. Check them out. Associated-labels.com. Big thanks to them, of course. Uh, a couple more things to just kind of check off here a little bit, Evan. I heard uh, the world schedule should be coming late June. I've been kind of pressuring uh, for that to come out, but uh, apparently they keep revising it and changing it. Anyways, late June is what I'm hearing for the world schedule, probably right around the same time Team Canada announces their roster. 
Uh, make sure you check out the NLL Flash this week. i got to give myself a plug. I'm, I'm going to be on there with uh, with our guy Tyson Gick. So make sure you check out the Lacrosse Flash. Um, Langley still... Well, and of course the awards are going to be handed out. Well, yeah, soon, well, that's why. You and I are both a part of. So, so yeah. like, don't get it twisted here. The NLL Flash uh, is what I'm going to be on this week with, it, with Tyson. And then, of course... Uh, they have the lacrosse flash as well, which is separate website, which we're going to do the awards for. So keep an eye out for those. Don't get it twisted. And of course, you know, get well to Tyson Geiku. Yeah. This will get into his shoulder this that? week. So it'll be interesting. The guy's been out like doing all these sort of adventure things with the radio station that he's working for over there in, in Courtney, I believe it is. And uh, he was hiking. Out in the bush there, dropped something, went to go down, retrieve it, fell a pretty significant amount of distance, and popped his shoulder out. So uh, best uh, wishes to Tyson Geik uh, to, to get well soon. Uh, Langley still sitting atop the BC Junior A Lacrosse League. Uh, they did suffer a loss to the hands of Victoria Shamrocks, who were in second. Coquillum, who is in action on Monday night, uh, as we are recording here at 2-0, uh, They'll look to go 3-0 and with a win over Burnaby. Uh, tonight, we'll see how that one plays out. And I keep promising you an update as far as Junior A webcasting goes here in BC. And fortunately, I got some rather disappointing news. It's not completely dead yet, but is not looking too promising as far as webcasting any games here in the regular season. At least from my point of view, I don't know if they're going to make other arrangements or not. But uh, myself and a couple other people had a... A bid in to uh, to do some games for the the junior A schedule. Things didn't work out, unfortunately. Uh, stay tuned. Maybe things will change. Uh, but as of right now, no regular season webcasting for junior A lacrosse. Uh, one more thing to get in here, Evan, and I want you to to chime in on this because I saw you put out a tweet that the WA is going to three on three in overtime. Uh, they're also going to start running the thirty second clock while shorthanded. Hallelujah. To that, uh, all you old school people that still think that they should hold the 30 second clock, I think you might be one of them, Evan. Do you want to get I'm into this a, right I'm now? I'm not opposed to it. Sure, okay. yeah. I mean, I, I, and I get where you're coming from, right? Where I'm coming from on this is what I hate in the NLL is that the team that's shorthanded gets the ball, they cross half, and for the next 25 seconds, you're just going to sit there and watch. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. And not so to a whole lot. 25 right? seconds, okay, right? Okay, I can live yeah. with 25 seconds. In summer but ball, they do it for two minutes, Evan. They stand, they put a guy in the middle because they don't want to get scored on shorthanded, and they let the or the defending or the shorthanded team stand around for a buck and a half watching paint dry, and then the penalty's over. Like, it's 25 seconds or it's a minute and a half. Pick your poison. It's the same thing because teams don't right, want to get scored on shorthanded, so they don't take the risk. What I watch in Junior A, though, is like they actually go and try and pursue the sure, ball. Sure, some teams do. To, some teams to try do. And get it back. They will, and, and sometimes they'll get scored on, and it depends on the game situation. Obviously, if it's late in the game and you're down a goal, you got to go get the ball back, but. For the most part, in the middle of a game, in a close game, teams are just going to drop a guy into the middle, and it penalizes the team that should be being rewarded with the man advantage by doing this, by not running it for two full minutes. It was high time they changed. Nobody else in the country was using that rule, and BC has finally decided to change. But with all that said, well, Evan, what? But we also agree that 
there should be one universal set of rules. Oh like, my I mean, goodness! I've the, been... the 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 goaltending sticks in CLA are ridiculous. Yeah, that should never be happening. back over rule. CLA eight second rule. Back over rule. Yeah, like I mean, there's a lot the CLA I think has to change to get this game. Yeah, moving and, and, and they can be a little slow to the punch to do that. That I mean, me, Challoner, Jenner, yourself, we've all been champion. To have and, and the biggest the like the biggest thing for me in all of that, Evan, is that when a new fan comes to watch the sport of lacrosse, and then they you know they watch a a WLA game, and then they go watch a NLL game, and then they go watch a Junior A game, or they watch a game from Ontario, or watch a game from BC. It's different in every single league at every single level. How do you expect to attract new fans when they can't figure out what rules this game is played by? It's absolutely ridiculous no. to just I, have I all been, these different yeah. books adopt the National Lacrosse League's rules. I mean, yes, okay, for minor and kids, maybe adjust the net size and a couple other things. But for senior lacrosse, like junior and up, it should be one unified set of rules. And that's it. Yeah, you know, I've had to spend many a SWAT game explaining to a rush fan who just finally right. used right. the NLL rules. It's like that that's over and back. Like, perfect no. example. Perfect <laughs> example. Then it's like for, well, then that why did that one get called? Well they're shorthanded. Yeah. Perfect right? example <laughs> for a fan or for a province that's fairly new to the sport of lacrosse that has pro lacrosse but also has minor lacrosse now and you're you're just you're talking about it right there. They can't figure it out because they're they're watching one and then they're watching the other and going what it doesn't make any sense. Anyways, we're going on way too long here, Evan. Uh, we got to wrap things up, but uh, but the, the one the one interesting one though is the three on three overtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't touch on that. So you said that whoever wins the face off is is going to probably win the game. This isn't field across, Evan. Like it, you can't just hang on to the ball, wear down a defense, and and then it's still even strength manpower. It's still box lacrosse. I know there's more space out on the floor, but unless you have like a Curtis Dixon that can beat anybody one on one, the goalie still has a chance to stop the ball. This isn't an automatic thing here. Like I don't think games are going to end in the first possession every time. Oh no, they're going to end in the first two or three possessions. I think. I don't think because so. The difference is the difference is is now they're going to have to pack that three in tighter. The shots are going to be coming in from closer. And, you know, one guy beats his man, game over. There's no... No, not none. what do you mean? You're think. saying that he's going to score every time he beats his man? Like, the goalie is still in the net, Evan. Like, he, I mean, Dylan Ward no, I, I or Del Bianco can make a stop. Uh, but I, don't, but I, I would... The number of games that are going to go to five, six, seven possessions... I don't think... But Well, we'll talk God, about it. Maybe we'll, we'll have to track that. Ten minutes... Overtime. Yeah, like, I don't mind that. Score as many as you have to overtime. It didn't make any sense. No, I didn't like it. the ten minute overtime, and even it could still end in a tie. Like I, I'm not a fan of ties. I don't. I've never liked ties. But uh, maybe we need to track uh, WLA overtime and see how many possessions each overtime lasts, uh, and keep the fans updated on that. We'll uh, we'll discuss maybe uh, in future weeks here. On Lacrosse Classified. Uh, we're going to wrap things up now, however. Uh, a thanks to Dane Smith and Jesse King for stopping by the show to our wonderful sponsors. Of course, make sure you're supporting those good folks. Stampede Tack, Pure Vital Labs, Associated Labels and Packaging, and of course our title sponsor, Extreme Threads. 
Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you find your podcast. You will find Lacrosse Classified, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. You name it, we're there. Just subscribe. It gets delivered right to your phone, and you never have to worry about it. Lacrosse All-Stars Podcast Network is what you look up and then find Lacrosse classified uh, if you don't do that well if you don't do that or if you do do that follow us on social media as well you can find the show at lax class on twitter evan is at shemlax i am at pxp the number four sports final thanks goes out to you the loyal lister you thought i forgot about you didn't you i never will you guys are the best thanks for checking out lacrosse classified every single week extreme threads lacrosse classified right here on the lacrosse all-stars podcast network for the fastest game on two feet and for the creator enjoy the nll finals everybody